0: Hello everyone. How you doing today? I have something interesting planned. Uh, I have a poem for you that's unique and here's why. I'm not sure just when it began. I started recording a few moments ago and was struck by a strange deja vu. And I feel it right now as my words fill this space and I sit here talking to you. This really is strange, but I think I know why this poem is set well right now. This poem consists of this poem itself and myself as I read it aloud, and all of yourselves as these words cross your mind that invite you to subtly feel that this is the moment this poem belongs, the moment this poem was real. As soon as I'm done, these words will return to just ink on a page of this book. They'll wait there like stones for as long as it takes for some reader to give them a look. And when that reader reads, they'll project themselves here, as their imagination allows. They'll have their own image, but they'll never know how we feel hearing them now. I'm really not sure when this poem began, or if it will ever be through, but I've come to a place where I move to extend a humble and heartfelt thank you. Distance turns mountains into stars of frost. Distance turns stars of frost into mountains. Who is foolish enough to take one stance? Travel with empty hands, and sleep comes easily. Rich with treasure, there is no rest from its safekeeping. Traveling the rocky path, with mind on green fields, toes are easily stubbed. Skipping from rock to rock, the path is tiring thus the sage sleeps well you can't fill a cup that's full empty a cup has no use shouldering the weight of all the one is crushed all shouldering one's weight all is weightless Looking at the immense complexity of the human landscape, the endless network of roads, tracks, and waterways, millions of automobiles carrying invisible occupants and cargo, buried in suspended arteries and veins, coursing with electricity, water, and waste, billions of sensitive creatures in service of the superorganism that was built by hand, piece by piece, day by day. Looking at this thing is like looking deep out in space, depths unfathomable simple and absurd unintelligible and manifest the bliss the sorrow the beauty little ants living gigantic ant lives ants are only little when seen with giant eyes circular logic makes the circle square A little sign instructed me to turn my gaze around, but despite my greatest efforts, my own head could not be found. I tried not to be discouraged, though my failure prompted fear. If one cannot look upon themselves, how can they know they're here? A thing is a think. It's a unit of thought. If you think you've got something, it's the thought that you've got. The map is not the territory. You can't drink the word water. The word God can't love you back. Coast to coast, high and low places between, I've been everywhere. Yet I haven't moved. I've been right here. It's the world that's moved past my eyes. When I sat down in this wheelchair, it made sense. Now I can't get up. Sat down at another bar, another place, another time. Everyone here looks the same. Seven billion people, all one person. Everywhere I go, everyone wishes they were somewhere else, doing something else, being someone else. Everywhere I go, everyone is somewhere else, doing something else, being someone else. Standing silent in a crowd of seven billion faces, they all are the same. Moving this way and that, eating and loving and dying, they all are the same. Tender hearts pumping blood, calloused hands and minds, they all are the same. Everyone calling themselves I, there is only one person, they are all the same. New York is like a square Paris without the art, music, or sophistication. The attention is not on the city, history, and culture. It is centered squarely on the momentary lusts of a million egotists, bright and shiny, disposable self-aggrandizement arriving daily by boats from China. Why is it that arranged marriages, where culturally institutionalized, last a lifetime without exception? Should the heart really be allowed to run wild when it yearns so unquenchably? The human is an empire. Many systems coexist in conflict, communication, partnership. The mind thinks it's king, but it's not. It pushes muscles around and thinks therefore it is, but it is slow, indecisive, and cannot take care of itself. The stomach commands like a king, but it is not. Its hungers are of prime concern and so is waited on continually, but it is sour and fickle and cannot take care of itself. The heart feels its king, but it is not. The mind will turn until it has come undone. The stomach will consume until it is overfull. The heart will yearn until it is emaciated. <laughs> Alcohol's a motherfucker. It sometimes gets you there, but fuck if it'll drive you home. Dogs are a constant reminder to live presently. Every year, Maya ages seven. Every walk I take her on is seven walks, so I take seven walks too. Hmm. The king rose early. His queen lay still bound in silk sleeping soundly atop the toil of faceless millions. Beautiful and delicate, great panes of glass permitted a tepid flood of light to illuminate the intricate fineries of a life possessed. Amassed over a lifetime of ardently honed discrimination, the king's estate stood as testament to his worth and individuality. Conditioned since infancy to diligently select or reject from life's abundant diversity, his sharp eyes scrutinized all they surveyed. Moved to possess beauty, they disregarded any shades of life whose tones did not gratify. The king's beautiful world was balanced atop the pinnacle of a human mountain whose base were the innumerable souls required to elevate man to such dizzying heights. Well practiced as he was, he disregarded such odious musings. He had not chosen this, thus he was absolved. The king bathed in rose-scented water, dressed in beautifully tailored cloth and slipped soft feet into polished leather. He emerged from his castle, beholding the realm over which he was master. On either side, from castles of their own, the neighboring kings emerged. The hollow taste of contempt quickly coated in the dull sheen of habitual friendliness. Each king honored the next with a quick nod, a clipped wave. Each boarded their own luxurious vessel and eased it onto the paved vine that connected their kingdoms with millions of identical others. From deep, unexamined places spun the adage, all men are free, all men are equal. Within each sovereign were these words seared. Working endlessly in the building and keep of their kingdoms, they asked not by whom. The king rose as he willed. His queen, ever wakeful, "'Hummed with delicate precision the melody of ten billion feet marching in unison. "'Shrouded as he was by her intricate beauty, "'the king's unseen face bore the sly smirk of a magician. "'While great kings of old bound their subjects in irons, "'he alone saw the delicate gold chains that everywhere bound her. "'On a faraway hill, an apple tree rose from the fertile hummus of perpetual sacrifice. "'Its roots wound deep into ancient soil.' Millions of leaves twisting in the sun before perishing on the heat below. How sweet the fruit, how glorious the seeds. The pains of the artist with nothing to say can only be rivaled by the pains of the artist with too much. In both cases, the answer is simply to do. The masters, literary, graphic, or composers of sound all have one thing in common. They did it. Through the efforts, delights, and frustrations of uncountable hours, they worked without end in a world entirely their own. They did it. From what well of inspiration, stamina, and detachment does this ability spring? Can this problem be solved logically, or is it an untouchable void that can only be touched by diving into it? Don't be afraid to go after an idea, make a mess. Don't be frugal. Use whatever it takes. Trust past decisions. Trust your first instinct. Be patient. Don't be lazy. Find something that works, then repeat it. Always exploring. Stick to the plan. Elaborate the plan as you go. Work when you're inspired. Review and analyze when idle. Always be thinking. Look for inspiration in nature. Nature alone. From it flows everything. The nature permeating and supporting everything. How do you put all life on a page? It is not for the page. It is not for the eye, nor the ear, nor the mind. It is gone as soon as you look for it. It has changed by the time you name it. The shady places never stay put, but night always falls. In night, the mystery opens outward and inward, from darkness to darkness. Which is the dream? The world that comes by night, or the worlds that come by day? Live it, love it, leave it. 7 billion monkeys dancing, 7 billion different tunes, 7 billion minds appraising, 7 billion different moons, 7 billion earths thus orbit, 7 billion different suns, 7 billion monkeys dancing, 7 billion equals 1. When you're an American, life is like a party at someone else's house. Unbalanced things tip over. Perfectly balanced things don't exist. It's obvious to me that the more I know about something, the less I feel capable to speak about it. It's weird to think that every cloud you see drift by has satellite radar bouncing off of it. I wonder how often we ourselves reflect back, telling our lofty instruments that it's clear and sunny. Note to self, you can't capture it. Everything flows by once. Even a beautiful photograph is itself instantaneous residue. Residue from a moment in all its grandeur and complexity. Residue of that moment as it influenced the tiny space of a camera's film. This space out of an infinite continuum of influence. So do not try to keep a moment. It's gone by the time you desire it. Tune into the flow, the point where time has no meaning, with no other points of reference. Let every moment stand alone, and time dissolves. The only mosquitoes who carry on are the ones who get a bite. What are you? A fatally imperfect creature manufactured to worship and love your master? Or are you that love itself, flowing and changing, endlessly cycling and taking on new forms? Nothing makes you feel less talented than trying to make use of your talents. Dig, support, erect. Stack up things on top of things earth will pull it back oh woe be for thee thine time art demand grindeth forth thine existence thou'st company's man i do so love this situation of mine where complete occupation is given to rhyme where all i must do is sit here and write to decide on the tangent, then wrestle and fight with the words and the structure in order to link the message I send with the thoughts that I think. My message, I think, is to share in some way my self-imposed duty on this crisp fall day. My tour of the nation. I am an enzyme touring an elephant. Hundreds of trillions of cells, this massive thing, I cannot fathom it. This gigantic organism, people, families, their belongings, homes, the streets that connect them, paths, the trees that line streets, forests, the animals in the trees, water pipes, electric cables, bridges, tunnels, plants, food, domesticated animals, schools, churches, office buildings, pens and pencils, cars, trains, aircraft and warships, these things, this material, a tree's trunk, a bee's hive, the organism, I cannot fathom it. This superorganism is my body. People in this culture treat religions like magazine subscriptions. Religion dies when times are good. When times are bad, prophets are born. On our knees we pray to heaven above as we fear the hell that's below. With earth in between, to us then it seems, that it's here where these poles ebb and flow. Our Father, He dwells in heaven most high, we His children hence fallen by birth. From exile we yearn for salvation bestowed, as we gaze up to heaven from earth. But what does it mean when that sight is beheld, planet earth in the vastness of space? Those glorious heavens we've seen overhead aren't different apart from this place. Earth, too, is in heaven as the sun and the stars, a space billions of galaxies vast. So, if fallen we are, where from did we depart? To what ground can the mind not trespass? Where then be that hell, or the angels and God, if not here? And then what need to rue? For if all creation is the Creator Himself, In the creation, the creator is you. This is my moment, my moment of reflection. This moment does not belong solely to me. This is somebody's moment of birth, moment of death, somebody's moment of ecstasy, somebody's unbearable pain, somebody's carefree childhood, somebody's stagnant old age. A time to rest and a time to act. This is our moment. This pen I hold is awful sore at all the things I use it for. It wants, of course, to be a part of some fantastic work of art, intentionally, exactly, dutifully made to dance across a virgin page, lying down its lines and arcs to illuminate what once was dark. But alas, I'm sad to say, it saw no purpose in today. In making lists and signing checks, this instrument was never flexed. The ink it spilled was martyred, thus, without a cause and no purpose. The human realm sure takes its toll on me, my pen, its liquid soul. Everyone you see was a kid once, and I know everything, rebellious, fuck you, authority, kid. What kind of adults do you see? Tired, bored, complacent, worthless. When does it happen? When do we all give up? As soon as we're given something to lose. Only those of us who realize that all is inevitably lost, that there is nothing that can be gained, remain as children. Two rivers converged, their contents combined, giving birth to a swirl of life. From chaos came order, from void arose form, a new being danced into the light. It started so small it could barely be seen, surroundings and self intertwined. But the pattern grew larger, a whirlpool formed, and with that was its selfhood defined. As water flowed through, it twisted in bliss, its soul was the cool summer rains. But its vigor diminished as autumn approached, as the cyclone source water soon waned. Then the whirlpool said, what's it like to be dead? But the water which asked this had gone. As new water flowed in, it asked yet again, but it realized the question was wrong. If I'm always changing, my life but a flow, how can there be hope that I'll last? When the self that I was while pondering death in this moment already has passed. As its channels dried up, it felt itself fade, going back into that which it came. Without fear, without sorrow, as it was born again, resurrected with each spring's new reign.